Hello and Merry Christmas from the VBPH Sermon Podcast. It's Pastor Adam here along with... Pastor Dave. Hello, hello and welcome back. We wanted to just (laughs) record a quick intro for these remaining episodes of 2022 Season 5 that uh, we wanted to announce what we are doing for the final week of this show in 2022. Dave, tell them what's coming up starting on Sunday. So we're going to do something a little bit different this year. Normally we do a top 10 episodes of the year. This time we're doing a top 7. So the final week of 2022 will be the top 7 episodes for each day. So in other words, the top Sunday episode, the top Monday episode, and so on and so forth. Uh, And so it won't just be like, oh, the the most popular episode. episodes because as we have found out y'all like to use some uh, Wayman Mitchell that is correct <laughs> if we did a simple top 10 it would be like six Pastor Mitchell sermons <laughs> and then one Pastor Greg Mitchell sermon right <laughs> so <laughs> we thought it would be uh, it would be helpful to give what we uh, have observed to see what is the you know what is the most popular episode for each day of the week so that's what you're getting uh, for the final week of 2022 starting on Christmas Day and going through New Year's Eve we hope you look forward to that there's one more quick announcement that we wanted to share with you on Thursday December 29th we are doing a live online meetup that means we want to meet with you. This is going to be open not only to our premium subscribers, but to any of our subscribers. We're going to be hosting an hour-long meetup online. Uh, and There is more information to be coming out very soon about that. But we wanted to give you a heads up. That's happening Thursday night, the 29th of December, 8.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Eastern Standard Time. And we want everybody, as many people as possible, to join us for that. We have some questions. Some mm-hmm. uh, we have some. We want to get from you some recommendations. Yes. And uh, we also want to use that opportunity to say thank you for a great year of podcasting. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's sermon, and we look forward to a week of Top 7, and most of all, to our podcast meetup on Thursday the 29th. Enjoy today's sermon. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Esther, chapter 4. We still, still Mother's Day. We hope moms had a great afternoon home with their families, loved ones, amen, great time. And so I've, I found a, a great mother in the Bible, Esther. And we go on Esther chapter 4 in just a few minutes. Again, I mentioned earlier this coronavirus is kind of slowly fading away. Uh, the news will still pump. and and But as we were in the streets, as we were in Walmart, I mentioned earlier, uh, people are almost coming back to the norm. It's, it's, this is facing away, but... I think sometimes what will come next, what will be the next trial, only God knows what's going to happen. But one of the things that we have to keep in mind is how we'll react to the next trial, the next difficulty. There's a big myth when it comes to Christianity, and is that the minute we surrender our life to Jesus, when we get saved, problems will not come our way anymore, Right? There will never be another conflict. We will never go through a time of trial, of hunger, or another virus. Because we believe there is this great divine protection when we are now sealed against issues. But as a Christian, 
We have to understand that conflicts will come. Trials, problems, arguments will be there. And we may not always react the way we do as we used to back in the world, right? It's not always going to be love, peace, and chicken grease, amen? There's going to be some reactions and we have to learn to deal with life. I want to preach a sermon tonight that I entitle Obstacle or Opportunity. It's up to you how we look at every issue of life, how we deal with it, and how we react. Again, disagreements, trials, arguments, conflicts, problems are going to come to all people of all ages around the world, regardless you are a believer or not. The issue is how we are going to react to this time of chaos, maybe like this coronavirus. Amen. Many people react in different ways. And then there is something that we have to be mindful how we uh, react when it comes to the next trial of life. Uh, every single one of those decisions we have to understand, is this something worth fighting for? Is this worth ignoring? Is it something that we have to deal with? Should we panic? Should we run? It is wise that we seek God through those trials. Conflicts, again, can be an obstacle in our life or can be an opportunity for us to declare God's word in a season of life. We can always view as the worst time in your life or, again, the time to do God's will. It's up to you. Amen. And in the Bible, again, thinking about mothers today, we find Esther, uh, a lady who has been placed in the kingdom. But as things are going well, you will say she won the jackpot. Amen. She made it as a Jew and she is in there. Life is going well, just as many people were a couple months ago. Uh, things were going well. Everything was going fine. And this trial has impacted your life. This issue, this problem, whatever you want to name it, has hit you. Now you have to make a decision. Here's where we find Esther. It is a mother. It is a woman at this point who things are going well. She's in a great place. But now here's a trial. How does she react makes a big difference to the world. And how you and I react can change history. So it's very important that we learn to control our decisions, our emotions. Esther chapter 4, as we are in this point, there is uh, Mordecai, her uncle's coming to let her know that there is a letter being signed where the Jews are in trouble. So if you have your Bible, pick up with me in verse 10. Esther spoke to Hach, um Hatak and gave a command to Mordecai, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law and is put all to death, except the one who he may, who the king holds the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself, saying Esther, have not been called to go into the king. This 30 days, verse 12, told Mordecai Esther's words, and Mordecai told them to answer this to Esther. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. 
For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But for you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such time as this. We have a purpose, church, for such time. We were born in such season. I was talking to my son yesterday about a little bit of homeschool, and he is covering the Victorian time. And we're talking, and we're looking at things, and he's seeing images, and look at their hair, and their wigs, and their clothing. And and I can only imagine had lived during that time frame, but I didn't. For such season I was born, and so were you who are currently watching. For such time God has placed us, and he was in control from the beginning to the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. He has the story written, but yet in the middle of the story, you and I live, and you and I can make a decision just like Esther did. I want to look with you first this evening when it comes to conflict, the decisions or how we react. How do you answer the conflict? There are always, I believe, one of three choices when it comes to a problem, when we face an issue. It's almost a automatic uh, mechanism that we have, and we react automatically when we come to a conflict. And I believe these are some of the three things that most people tend to do so. Now, some of them are important that we Use and some of them uh, we, we have to gain control of it. Number one, I believe, is denial. When there's something going on, but yet you said everything is okay. There is no problem here. When you pretend it doesn't exist, when everyone sees what's, hope, what's going on except for you, and you're completely clueless, you, you see no issue. You are in denial, and being in denial is ignoring the matter and hoping it goes away someday. It's almost as if you're being bitten by a shark, and you look at your leg as it's dragging you in the water, and you say, it's okay, it's okay. It's going to go away eventually, or you're going to die, one or the other. It's not always okay, but we'd rather just not think about it. Can we just... Leave it alone. Can we just ignore it? Can you imagine if Esther would have said, Mordecai, just relax. Can you pass the message to my uncle? Just chill. It's going to be okay. It's a piece of paper. It's not going to change someone's life. You, you're, you're, you're going too extreme. Let, let it go. It's going to be all right. Can you imagine if, if her best way to resolve an issue was just to ignore it? Just don't think about it. Just forget about it. It's, it's going to go away, right? We cannot ignore conflict and hope it goes away. We can't do it at work. You can't do it at church. Just because there's an issue and you think I'm just not going to think about it, eventually it will go away. Listen, is it is just brewing and sometimes it gets worse. It's the same when it comes to marriage. And it is something that we've seen through the years and even the few times of the times that I had to counsel in marriages is, you know, there's been an issue, but we just ignore it and we ignore it. And how many know that women are very good at not ignoring, but taking notes? Sometimes it's the other way around. 
And then when it comes about, there is a major war, and they wonder what happened. I don't know. I've, I've never seen an issue. Well, all along, we've been ignoring it. And it's a matter of time before this conflict becomes war, war three. Is a major bomb just went off and you say, this is it. This is the end of my marriage. This is the end of work. This is the end. And, and the reason was is because every conflict or every issue that came up was not dealt with. It was just ignored. This is a response that brings temporary relief, but it doesn't fix the problem. We can't just ignore sometimes conflict. We would love to say, just don't think about it, right? There's a big virus. Just don't think about the virus. It's okay. Well, there's a reality behind it, and there's another spirit as well. But listen, this is one of the mechanisms that some people tend to respond when faced with trouble. Another one that is mostly common, it was one of my main mechanisms of respond to every issue. It was just to flee. I just don't want to deal with it. Flee, or they call it flight. You just want to take off. You either leave, or you disconnect in your mind. My wife and I were recently married. Every time we had an argument, and we had those often like most marriages, uh, when I had enough, I just wanted to leave. I just, I don't want to hear. I just want to walk away. I just want to leave the house. I just want to end the conversation. I just, it's, it's almost side by side with denial, but it's not quite denial. It's not, it's there. I just don't want to hear it. I want to just run. And listen, it works sometimes, but other times we just cannot always ignore and run away from the issue. We have to deal with the issue. We have to figure out what's the problem. We can just put a band-aid and say, that's who I am. When there's trials, I run. When there's difficulties, I hide. When there's an, a problem, I just don't want to see or talk to anybody as if that's going to solve the issue. We encounter trouble at work. I just quit, find another job. You encounter some conflict at church, and you start going to another church, thinking there's not going to be any conflict there. I've heard the line, I just never knew there was a church closer to my house. It's more convenient to me than the one you've been going for the last 10 years. The real issue is there's been conflict, and we've been running away from it. Or you may get corrected by the pastor and you just disagree with church now. All of a sudden you don't like their theology. If you don't like the sermon, you could just turn off the phone. You run away from it. Hey, I don't have to hear it anymore. How do we react to every issue of life and to every circumstance and difficulty that comes can change history for you and your descendants? Fleeing is not the answer. He only postpones the right solution to the problem. Esther said, Do you know what can happen to me if I step in there without permission? Even I, the queen now, cannot step in there. He will kill me. She knows. She's trying to reason the problem and the only answer she sees, she's going to die. And she's saying, there's no way. I, does he understands what he's saying? Does he know what's going to happen? I don't want to do this. In her mind is, I'd rather just not. Can I just walk away? Can Is there plan B to this? Almost like Jesus and the point of death that can change. Lord, can you take this cup away from me? No, there's God's will. And it's God's way, but it's typically found in that time of trial. 
Do you know what can happen to me? Esther said. I can lose my job. I can lose my life. Physically, she couldn't run away. But in her mind, she wanted to disconnect of the situation, of the problem. And this is where many people go. I just can't run from home. But I go into a quiet uh, silence. What sometimes they call silence treatment. I just don't say a word. I just and, and we think that will solve the issue. Now there are times that it is beneficial for you to run away. Amen. In times of arguments, sometimes it's good that you walk out and get some fresh air. That you organize your thoughts. That you pray. That you seek counsel before you make a move. Because typically the third choice, also very common... It's the fight mode. When an argument or an issue come up, you just don't easily give up. You won't ignore it. You won't run. You will react. And we're going to fix it right now. You're not going anywhere until this issue is done. Bad part is typically the person who's a fighter is dealing with someone who's a fleer. And I am fighting. And if you create chaos, and this is what we call marriage. Amen. It happens in every part of life, but it's very common in marriage. You know, when things are getting out of control and your hands start moving and then things start flying, you're one of those who rather fight. You are not fleeing. When words begin to change and you go from honey to insults, intimidation, when you begin to say things that after that you regret, daggers are flying out of your mouth. Because I'm going to tell you how I feel. Because I'm not a coward. Because you're not going to disrespect me. And all these things begin to change in that time of trouble. We don't have to explain much. Many of you say, yeah, that's me. And we understand. Those are the ones who have to argue many times. Those are the ones who hurt. And sometimes their loved ones. Those are the ones who begin to lose respect. For the people who cares for them, whether it be their spouse, wife, husband, pastor, police. They don't think twice. They just say it and then deal with the consequences. Now, we understand this can be any one of us. And sometimes, again, uh, we have to flee. And some of the times we have to fight through it. There's ways to do so when it comes to the next trial of life. There is no cower down. There is not running away. Let's fix the issue. The main question that we want to get to tonight is how do we deal with conflict? We cannot always let our flesh take control. We cannot let our emotions. We cannot use the line, well, that's who I am. Well, that's just how I was born. This is who I always be. And listen, here you find yourself later down the road of life and you have not changed. So where did this argument, where did this problem come from? Where do conflicts arise? Many say that's from hell, and this could be true. The devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. So they may be a factor of why this trial has come. Where did this coronavirus come? It comes from hell. It could be so. Could it come from God? Some God is a God of trials and testings. Was it from God? God sometimes wants to deal with our character, expose hidden areas that will only rise to the surface when we have to deal with a conflict. Was it from God? 
Or was it your own flesh? Some people like to stir trouble. Amen. We call them troublemakers. James 4.1 says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires, from your pleasures, the war within your members? Is it you maybe the one that creates the trouble? Is the trouble always following you? You know, there's some things that we have to consider. It's not always Satan or God, you brought me here so I can suffer. Sometimes we have to be wise in the way, again, we speak. And the way we deal with an issue and how we hold ourselves is very key when it comes to how do we deal with conflict. If you are in conflict 24-7, there is something that you have to find out within your own heart. There may be an issue that you have to deal with if you had conflict with anyone you see. There are people who are in conflict with the registered lady at the supermarket, with their spouse when they get home, with the car that went in front of you, with the, and then you think it's just the world out to get you. No, it's you. It's the war within your own members, the issues that you have to deal with. As Christians, again, trials are going to come. We cannot avoid the coronavirus because we're blood, we're saved by, by the blood of the Lamb. This is wonderful. At least we know eternity will be in a better place. But the car accident will come. The family issues will come. The next virus may come. What do we do then? How would you react? Maybe you fail in the last few conflicts and issues, but maybe in the next ones, we gain some dominion and say, listen, this one I'm going to allow God to help me through. Maybe he is showing something that needs to change within me. Maybe I can become better at resolving conflict. We call, we call it conflict resolution. And you don't have to go to college, take a course so you can overcome. Listen, you can change and we could see through our story, we could see through our Savior by serving, by loving, by forgiving, and by surrendering. Esther had to make a decision to give herself and even to a point of death. But it wasn't just for her, it was so others can live. Listen, the, the warning came, you are in a place right now. For such time, you're here, you're in the world, you're in your house, you're, wherever you're at, you're for such place through this conflict for a reason. Is God going to still reign? Yes, he can. Mordecai said, is he going to bring help? He will bring help through someone else. But you're going to miss out on your blessing. He says, you are there for such time. And though you are being hit by this conflict, though your mind is going a hundred miles in all directions, and all you can think is, you know what can happen to me? I can die. Yes, that is the worst. But what if you live and many others live because of you? It's not always about us. And us can make the problem sometimes. What we need to do is many times through the trials of life is learn to overlook the little things or sometimes the big things. This was the big thing. The coronavirus was a big thing. A lot of issues may become a big thing, but some other ones we have to shake them off. Again, it could be an obstacle, an opposition, or it could be an opportunity to say, God, you're going to move in this case. What about financially? What about this? What about God? I have no idea. We've hit a wall. But I know you can move. 
This could be an opportunity, God, for you to move, that you may be glorified, that you may get all the glory, that your testimony will be added to you, Lord, because of what you've done in this trial, in this opportunity. I saw a clip, it was going around, of a gentleman who was in a hospital, is another part of the world. He is dying, he's in the hospital bed from the coronavirus, and he's asking God for help. And no one's, he says, allowed to come to the room. No one can go. You know, they're quarantined. And the only guy who comes in speaking through a window is the trash man. Is the guy who's cleaning the hospital. And happens to be a pastor. He's witnessing to him. He's giving him hope. And he's crying out to God. And this man come. And he said, God, I guess you are real. You are. And this guy witnessed. This guy prays. And the next day he says, God, if you're real, I want a Coke. And I think he says a bag of chips. Again, whatever the name brand is in their country. And he says, this, the same man, the same pastor, the only way I allow him to that building because he's cleaning, says, hey, I brought you this. And it was a Coke and a bag of chips. And he said, man, my whole world changed. God is so personal. Even when I'm in a bed dying, this man comes to encourage me. And I ask God again for, for something to drink. And he brings it to me. He said, what are the chances? And his video was to encourage people, even through the worst time of life, you can overcome. This can be the opportunity, not the obstacle, but the opportunity to God to meet with you once again, or for the first time, or to restore some things. How we deal with conflict can change everything in life, not just for you, but for others. This coronavirus was not the end of the world, as he felt for so many people. But yet, it could have been the hope for others to let them know this is not the end, but the end is coming and you could be saved. Because there's one greater who's coming and he wants to bring salvation unto you today. A trial can be an opportunity to bring the witness of this gospel of Jesus. A testimony again of what God's done for you. Many offenses are Big in your mind, but it could be insignificant and can be let go. It can be forgiven. It can be surrender. You don't have to pay back. You don't have to hold on to these feelings. Matthew 5, 9, Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemaker. They shall be called the sons of God. Let us be the peacemaker when it comes to our actions, to our decisions, to the words. To the time that we think we should bring chaos. This is a time of bring war against your own household or your friends or a church. You be a peacemaker. You learn to let go. You forgive. You open your mouth with words of kindness. Proverbs 15.1 A self-answer will turn away wrath. But harsh words will, will spray or stir up anger. Let us be the peacemaker even with our own words in time of conflict. Proverbs 19, 11, the discretion, which is a quality of behaving or speaking, of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is overlook a transgression, an issue, an offense, able to say, no big deal, it's all right. Listen, God's still in control. Oh, maturity will come to us as the saints of God when we're able to say, you know what? Ten years ago, I wouldn't want to slap you. That would have been my first reaction. <laughs> and 
And Ricky just raised his hand with us. But listen, today you will say, I walk away. I learn to flip my instincts and say, it's going to be all right. God bless you. Right? This is what God, we begin to see, is working within us. We are not the same old man. We are being changed day by day. We're looking more like Christ. And this is what he wants to do through us. And it's typically in those trials that we are shaped. Can you learn to forgive? Can you learn to let go? Can we become more like Jesus? Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. I see our youth sometimes acting a fool and I'm thinking, I was just like them. God help them. Would you seek God during a conflict? Would you still turn to our Savior? Esther said, if we are going to do this, God is going to have to move. She declared a fast. Everyone will fast and then I'll step in. And whatever happens, happens. And if we know the book of Esther, if you read this story We know that Esther comes out more than a conqueror, as the scriptures will say. One woman who believed that her actions can change history. And we find many women in the Bible who by their decisions have changed history. This lady will step in to see the king without being invited and be able to bring the truth. And listen, God will move through her faith, through her beliefs in a time of conflict. And this will change the history of the Jewish people. This will bring her name thousands of years later to know that during a time, a most difficult time of her life, she did not run away. She did not ignore. I don't want to listen to it. She said, all right, I'll deal with this issue. I'll step in. The answer brought salvation and a nation was changed. The way we could change history when it comes to conflict, is making the right decision. And sometimes, and many times, we have to lean on God. Not in our own understanding, not in how I am, but God, in this time, I need you so that I don't make the bad choice. Acts 17.30, in the past, God has overlooked such ignorance. We've made mistakes, church. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. God I don't want to be the same old. I don't want to react the, the, the way I always react. I want to be made new. And even in this conflict or the next conflict, if there is another virus, if there is another outbreak, if there is another crisis, financially, in your home, how would you react will have a lot to do with what God wants to do in your life or how he is glorified. And now, if we read here by Paul, Now is the time to repent and let God help you. Let God change you. Let us be still his witnesses for such time as this. You and I are here. We have a purpose. And often we don't know what is it, how, when, and through trials God will speak. It is now that I want to sift you, that I want to use you, that I want to build you. So you become a witness to him in this generation. Conflict will bring something out of us where God can be glorified. Listen, let us pass the next test. Maybe again, times pass, God says, I overlook ignorance. But this is the time to change. Today is the day of salvation. Let's bow our heads, church. Where are you at at your home? Bow your head with me for just a few minutes as we close tonight. 
Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.